Welcome to BizBody. I'm your host, Keith Shimon. You open your practice, you put in the time, you have the certificates. It took hours of continual review and practice to obtain it. Heck, maybe you are even an instructor. And that's where most people get stuck. They get stuck in more certifications, more exercise knowledge, more physiology knowledge. They quickly realize, I don't have any people coming in, I have all this fancy equipment, and I can't pay my bills. If you're a personal trainer and you own your own practice, having a system in place in order to find people when you need them in order to make your practice thrive is imperative. And that's exactly what our next guest, Brandon Green, figured out. Brandon has created Fitness Pro Mentors, a client-centric system to find and nurture lifelong professional relationships that build a thriving practice. I went through his mentorship to refine my online lead nurturing system because I wanted to know my practice and clients way better than I ever did before. Do you have a system to build a practice that helps you thrive rather than just getting by? I didn't, and that's exactly why I took Fitness Pro Mentors. If you want to support the podcast, subscribe and share this episode with any fitness professional that you think it would help. And if you're thinking about talking to Brandon Green from Fitness Pro Mentors, tell him that Keith sent you. And now, our conversation with Fitness Pro Mentors, Brandon Green. You take things to another level in, in all aspects of your game, from um, the social media side to um, up in Canada, running your business as a gym owner, and, um, and also the educational side, because you have many arms of, of your business strata that um, has has grown throughout, was it past five years or so? Five and a half, the five brick and, and mortar. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah that's, that's intense. Tell, so tell us the story of Brandon Green and Strata. To be honest, and thanks so much for asking. I mean, as you kind of said, it all kind of actually starts with drumming. Um, I started off in high school. I mean, I was semi-athletic, but I was a much more creative body person. And I love playing drums, the physicality of playing music, drum solo music, trying to play jazz, rock. It was great. And because I was stronger and faster than many other drummers, it let me play some really cool rock and metal gigs. But in my generation, where punk rock music was such a big thing, both like aggressive rancid, much more even aggressive stuff to Blink-182, there were a lot of drummers taking their shirts off to look good. And so if anyone's followed my stuff, I've told the story a bunch of times. I was this skinny little European dude with no, nothing really going on. And I was like, you know, opening for these guys who looked great with their shirt off. They had abs and chest and it looked perfect backstage under the backlighting. So I wanted to be one of these guys. So I got the, you know, the Joe Weider style set at home, started doing curls and push-ups. That didn't work. So I went to the gym and I fell in love with working out and following some amazing website resources at the time. Like, I mean, I, at that time, bodybuilding.com and T Nation really opened my eyes to exercising, gave me some cool programs and access to Chad Waterbury and some amazing coaches to learn more about growing muscle. Made some great changes. Through that journey, fell in love with it so much, I wanted to become a trainer. And so I applied when I was 17 years old to become a personal trainer at the gym that I was going to. And there was a guy there that was running the place named Mario, amazing pusher of people. He was definitely a mentor of, uh, and he really loved to challenge people. And he'd taken all the resistance training specialist program stuff. And he was a good friend and old bodybuilding partner of my late mentor, Peter Chason. So he said, cool, listen, you're too young. But tell you what, when you turn 18, do a personal training certification, 
CanFit Pro Canada. And then he said, but then you got to pass my test. And so his test was this whole pseudo resistance training specialist test. It wasn't the real one, but I had to know when I was 18, what a moment arm was, when a close pack position was, I watched Tom Purvis's, um, I came with resistance university DVDs where he had those crazy cable machines and write all that stuff. If, you, if you're an RTS person, you've seen these things. And so I had to learn all that stuff and pass those tests. And that was great. I actually just thought that was what a normal trainer was learning the mechanics and biomechanics. So that was just like my starting point when I was 18. So I started becoming a trainer then. And as most trainers do, I was, you know, arrogant and excited because I was 18 year old trainer working with people. I must know something about exercise if I'm a trainer. And I started doing all these crazy programs, powerlifting and so forth. And I followed Keith, every single rule possible when it came to exercise, every program rule, every mechanical rule. I talked to physiotherapists, chiropractors, everyone. And then one day, and I've told the story a bunch of times, I blew my back really bad deadlifting, like brutal. And I had followed every periodization. I mean, I'm anal retentive around that stuff. I thought I was doing it right. And clearly I wasn't doing something right. I hadn't learned enough about my active range of motion, what my body could control. And that sucked. I hated that so much. So then that opened my eyes to learning more about this RTS stuff, taking other diagnostics programs. And that launched everything to where I am today. It's just really since then, I've constantly been trying to learn more so I could help more people. And as such, that evolution about learning more about machines, uh, motor control, pathology, joint problems allowed me to go, okay, the gyms I'm at, don't have the amenities I need to serve the people I want to help. The people I want to help, I can help bodybuilders and athletes. That's fun. But more seniors struggling with pains and problems are the people that really need this lifelong participation with resistance exercise. And this thing happened that I know you can relate to where I actually fell into this world where I was being seen as a therapist, which was crippling my practice because everyone would come in, they'd want to get fixed. And then they'd leave and I wouldn't be able to help them with exercise. They just wanted to get buttoned up. So I started trying to take everything I could to create a place that allowed people to see that no matter how fancy of an approach we had, understanding mechanics and communication skills and motor control, that this place strata was really going to be a pinnacle for a data-driven, client-centric, personal training place. And we've been here now five and a half years. We're the busiest one-on-one -on -one studio in my town, which is really a blessing. Uh, it's a combination of consistently studying and business-centric practices to learn more about ourselves, identity and role stuff that we've learned through client intake things, but then constantly trying to challenge ourselves. And it's turned to some really amazing other projects that we might talk about throughout this. But ultimately, the whole thing is about how do we help our people exercise pain-free? So... It's, it's a lot of fun. I really love it. So when you talk about the different arms of strata, what are some of the arms that, that like right now in the projects that, that you're really excited about and why are you the most excited about them? Well, COVID-19 <clears throat> in Canada has not been a glorious experience by any means. So Strata Internal Performance is my brick and mortar facility where we've got these trainers and we have a very small, small group membership, uh, all based around our one-on-one -on -one clients. And the community we have in here is amazing. I, I love it so much. Um, the thing that really sucks that made me a little bit scared about this community, both my training staff and how we could help people is Ontario has decided that locking down businesses is the way that they're going to help people. And whether or not that's the right thing to do or not, that's not my place to say, that's the way they're going about to do it. Mm -hmm. So... What that did is that actually brought a project up that I had planned for year eight of this business. And I'm bringing it forward now, which you're probably seeing the beginnings of that. And by the time this comes out, 
we're going to be full tilt in a couple of weeks. Uh, I am going full tilt with an educational process called Fitness Pro Mentors. And as you know, um, I've been an instructor for a bunch of different programs. I love teaching. I love helping people. But one of the perils that comes up with being a group instructor is the lack of individualization that gets to come with doing like a mentorship with a trainer that works here. And if you've got 10 people in a class, five people understand and listen to the information, have the confidence to ask the questions of those five people, one or two take it and run with it. So what I'm trying to create, which I'm really excited about, is a very data-driven, client-centric mentorship to help trainers get everything they need to succeed in this industry and give them direction. So if someone needs more biomechanics stuff, hey, here's a great program over here that we have taken. That's really great. You want to go deeper into the muscle system world? Gosh, there's a guy named Greg Mack over here. He can take you full tilt. But right now, the training world that makes me sad but excited for this project, and I know you know this as well, the churn rate for personal training is like three years, right? Someone gets in, they make a couple bucks, they realize they can't get very far, can't afford a house, a car, they leave, right? If they don't leave, they go work and become a group instructor because you can have more people make more money that way, that's fine, uh, or they go to online training. And those are all great options, but the online training thing and the group training thing, in most cases, the person who benefits the most from that is the personal trainer. The client doesn't get the greatest experience. It comes down to that individualized consulting style practice. So Fitness Pro Mentors is literally everything I can give someone from a social media marketing sense, communication sense, uh, customizing an assessment process, building everything they need to have a client-centric, data-driven personal practice. So I'm super stoked on that. And as you know, I got a podcast with Glenn here called Minds on Muscle, which is our weekly rantings about whatever's on our mind, if it's business related or uh, bits and bobs around the gym stuff. So gosh, yeah. Where, where, um, where can people besides the podcast and your social feed, like where can they learn more about that right off the bat? The podcast? Oh no, your, the business mentorship that you're talking about. Yeah. So right now I'm going to be going full tilt in a Facebook group, a private Facebook group where I'm going to give a bunch of free education. So if anybody's listening, if you look at fitness pro mentors, and it's right now Dash Strata Biomechanics because that was the old name. Fitness Pro Mentors, uh, at, throw an invite in there and introduce yourself. I'd love to chat with you. There will be a website that is ready to launch. And uh, yeah, fitnesspromentors.com. So what we'll do is we'll put a link right in the show notes for that for anyone that is interested in it. Because a lot of our listeners are primarily multifaceted type practitioners from all different backgrounds that are, you know, could be looking for such a, such a thing. Um, everything that we've done for the biz body podcast has been primarily an educational background with other people's stories into help fueling different thought processes that individualize somebody's practice, right. And, or, um, individual practice if you're not a professional, like just an enthusiast, right. So these types of steps in order to find better information, find better people to be able to learn things in different ways becomes very, very important. And that's, that was the whole purpose of BizBody to begin with. So this is right up that alley. So yeah, any, anyone definitely check that out. Now the, the next phase with, uh, with Strata, uh, as far as your brick and mortar, tell me about like how things have evolved with uh, how Canada has dealt with the shutdown and in about that time when uh, especially the story of, okay, (laughs) COVID's here. I don't know if I'm going to stay in business because the government has shut me down. 
and I've seen the different things that you have done. Tell me about that perseverance story thus far and where you've put yourself. Well, I'm too stubborn to go down, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, it's been an interesting experience and an ex inter uh, interesting ride. I mean, for myself personally, um, and I mean, if anyone who's listening to this, I want to make sure that I'm actively saying that I am not an anti-masker, anti-COVID person, none of those things. But if you look at the fundamental, just the engineering around the decisions that Ontario has made around what's allowed to be open and what's not allowed to be open, I disagree with it. And I believe that if I had someone who was a spatial engineer who could go and assess it, we could see that same thing. And so whether or not that's correct or not, I've spent a lot of time trying to communicate with local delegates and I've made some great connections <laughs> through the process, which is great. But still, I'm trying to advocate for the idea of our business and what you advocate for through this is that the business of health, although we are not physicians, we are not therapists, exercise professionals, and being stronger with your body is a very powerful thing. Increasing skeletal muscle mass, having better processes, everything that comes from what we do is helps to boost your immune system to protect you. Mm -hmm. And so... I've been really fighting that from the political side, but within our business, you know, it was very scary for sure being closed down because routine is king. And many of our clients who come in and they have the routine of coming once a week, once a month, three times a week, they have a membership. Uh, they're used to seeing our webinars, our presentations at that time. Um, it's a big scare because you're like, okay, now we're closing everything. We're closed for four months. We're reopening. Two months later, we're closed again. Two months later, we reopen. We're open now. It's this like, okay, well, are people going to come back? It sounds are like your worst client. <laughs> I know, exactly. exactly. No, I'll be back. Exactly. Wait, hold on. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'm coming back. Oh, wait, I'm not going to be here. Hold on. I got yeah. to go on vacation. <laughs> it's brutal. And yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure anyone who's been on your podcast will talk about the value of community and seeing people. And I've put a lot of stock into in-person community building, right? Having an environment that when people come in here, wherever they are on the continuum, they can relate to somebody else in here to the point that my client this morning at 10 o'clock saw someone and they said, hi. And yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit, like just, a, it's a cool tangent. Tell me about what you do to help with that community, internal community building. What are some things that you can do like that you personally do? Well, I think the first thing that kind of happened organically, not even personally, but like I've tried to actively do within the business is I try to communicate to all my clients when they see someone using the gym floor or they're seeing someone over with Eric, who's a young person. And they're like, what's that young person doing here? There's this general idea or now, sorry, this atmosphere that everyone that's coming in here knows that someone else in here has a problem or something that they're struggling with. Mm. And that's cool, right? Because it's not like no matter what, if successful business guy shows up in the most golden Porsche possible or pulls up in a rusty Camry. Like there's this now this common thread of like, no matter where you are in your world, we have this commonality that we're working through something. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because like even one of my clients who was here this morning, I mean, she is very fit and active now. And they, she's in here doing like single leg jumping things. And people are like, what's she here for? But no one knows that she has this spondylolisthesis at L5 uh, S1 that was creating nerve damage and her whole leg was numb and they were talking about going in and doing a spinal fusion and through resist and she was crippled and then through resistance exercise she can now do this stuff and so that in itself is a very powerful thing everyone knows that they're along the same continuum and they have the same common thread and honestly I mean as much as and this is something that I have not been good at in the past because I'm kind of like an introvert crush what's in front of me don't let the things around me 
get in the way, uh, mm -hmm. even with personal training, is I try to introduce people on the gym floor so they can talk. Because if there's a familiarity, it's to the point that many of our clients, if someone doesn't come in for a while, the one client that's been here for a year will notice that they're not here and call them or email them rather or some non-invasive way and be like, hey, is everything okay? Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is it has become a strata family, a business family, an exercise family beyond mm -hmm. just people working here and just using the machines. Yeah. And what I, what I think I hear you saying as well is this idea of the overlying arcing mission of what you're doing is resonating and putting in alignment with your daily routine, right? And your daily routine is held up by that consistency that you were talking about before. So when you're delivering that on a daily basis, it unites people even more with a common message. Now, what is, what is your simplified common message? And how did you go through the iterations of that? That's a fantastic question. Honestly, it comes down to that you can have a high quality life if you can exercise pain free. Like I try to talk to everybody about that. And I've tried to use more marketing pain word centric with our clients. But I try for this, the idea that you can have a high quality life if you exercise pain free. Mm -hmm. It lets people know that if you stay strong and you work on the pieces, you do the drills like a football player or a musician going into a practice room, that you take care of the things in here and you get sturdier with this community in here, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, over the years, it's taken a lot to figure that out. Cause I would just say exercise pain-free, right? Or I, I mean, um, oh my gosh, there's so many sound bites over the year that I've used. Own every inch of motion was when I said for a very long time, like all these little, cliche things and sound bites and, and some of them resonate. But at the end of the day, I mean, that is the bottom line is that most people that are here and same with you, I know from our conversations, they've got something that's stopping them from doing something that they love. Something usually, small. That's the majority. You know, I mean, that's, that's just about everyone over the age of around 18. That's <laughs> like what it comes down yeah. to, you know, and that's the majority. That's cool. Like going through a, a story inside of your own head to figure out what it is that you're even trying to accomplish so that you can share that with other people as they're, as you're like, Oh, I know I'm looking for this for me. Now, what is it that other people that I can service are actually looking for that, that, that is an origin story. And those origin stories are refined time and time again. Like I love what you just said, which is like, I had so many sound bites before. In where we're coming from, I'd imagine, right? Where where I was stuck at one point in time was this idea of, okay, what is the sound bite that resonates the most? And as we're, as we learn, or as I learn more about um, how the nervous system recognizes patterns, the only pattern that gets recognized the most is the pattern that gets said the most. So it's like something that we are okay with as business owners and as community aligners, that is, that's huge. Being okay enough with your message in order to even go through with it. And I'm, and how have you dealt with, um, I wouldn't say settling, but like putting value and energy into a certain soundbite and being okay with it enough to run with it so that you're just going through 
going through the reps that you need in order for other people to resonate with it. You know, I don't want to say idiocracy and, and, uh, and um, Brando, but it's, it's literally like, how are they recognizing you? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the best way I can say it is I haven't settled with it. Right. It's very much that we are this massive cruise ship in the sea. And I'm just recognizing that our current ideology and philosophy is where the ship is right now in the water. Yeah. And we are moving forward and there's going to be changes with that. And we can change courses based off of the data we collect. But that sound bite right now is just where we are now. And through my entire career, there's been different education processes that has, have been very powerful parts of my world mm -hmm. that nowadays from learning more about other parts of the body, like resonating with that idea, like challenge everything that I learned from Tom Purvis. And, you know, exercise really doesn't exist. It just comes down to the physics and anatomy. I, I've been saying that forever, and that seems to hold true. All of our clients have seen that the way we do things is constantly evolving, right? Before when we would use haptic stimulation to stimulate bodies, which now we don't, we use more exercise. Then these dynamometers show up and they see these number metric things. And when someone experiences, they go, wow, that makes sense. So our, our philosophy has always been the same, but we're, I think we're building value with our clients because they can see that we are open to being wrong open to learning more and open to taking the next step to go forward. And I mean, openly, many educational processes I was involved with would have brought me and this business and my staff more money. I used to have people that would fly from three hours away to come see me because where I was in my, toe, my position, so to speak, at that time. And the reason I, why I moved away from that was because there was some really amazing new information I found. It just didn't have the prettiest marketing title to it, mm -hmm. but that's amazing. And so I don't know if I could, I know I'm never settled, you know, and I'm very happy to, to say that because at the end of the day, there's only one thing that really matters in both businesses. It's slightly different, but for Strata, it's our clients. Well, I think that's a great way to put it though. Consistent evolution, you know, and, and never settling, you know, and, and, and I always, I thought about it as a way of a way for people to feel comfortable with understanding your core statement. So it sounds like your core statement would be how you consistently evolve, you know, and that's, that's that fight to find the thing that holds true and that resonates the most for you that also resonates throughout your community is a consistent draft process. You're consistently drafting that. And and that's the thing that that um, that seems to take the most time if you're in the game long enough, like you said before, if you're not dropping out because it's just doing the protocols or doing the choreography and then getting frustrated that the results aren't there um, business-wise. And uh, personally, like if, if your body's breaking down, it's like, oh, my body's supposed to be doing okay. Well, that can be a problem if it's not right. Mm -hmm. So no, that's, that's fantastic. Um, the drumming side of things, what's going on with Brandon, the drummer, like what's happening? You were writing for drumming, modern drumming, drummer, modern drummer. Yeah. Modern drummer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I appreciate you asking. So right now, I mean, that is, uh, well, so, uh, I've been a drummer for as long as, uh, I've been a mature person. Um, yeah, you right. Said, wait, I was, that, that, you're not, you're not a mature person. <laughs> <laughs> as I've long as I've been an, an immature adult. Um, 
but yeah, no, I, I mean, I've been playing a long time um, because of just how busy I've been. I mean, since I was 18 doing the training thing, uh, I haven't been able to play with too many musicians even before, like I was in high school. So I really got into drum soloistic style playing, uh, like just being able to sit down the instrument and be as creative and as free as possible. And it's funny because it's such a mechanical instrument that learning how to be free within specific notations and building the independence to be able to have some freedom from one limb to another is really a, it's, it, when you watch it, even if you're making mistakes, it looks like it's nothing fancy, but it's so detail oriented with dynamics and the note placement and where you are on the grid and off the grid. So I love that because I, and I hate saying this, but I do believe that that endless pursuit of creativity on that instrument is what bled over into my worldview and body view and business view, so to speak, uh, even now, because for me, I mean, I got a set of drums right here. I'll never master this. I'll never master it. And I believe that that holds true for all things. In any event, um, I was writing for Modern Drummer for a while. I had a buddy of mine who hurt his back really bad from playing drums. And I watched a video of his and it was clear that, I mean, I'm no expert on ergonomics, but it was clear there was some weird mechanics going on. So I reached out to a publisher and I just said, hey man, listen, if I were going to contribute something to you guys, uh, how would that work? And he said, just send it. <laughs> so, so I sent an article. I wrote for them for two years. It was a fun experience. It actually got me into better sound quality videography, learning how to record this kind of high quality content. Um, and I stopped that because I had my beautiful son, Maxwell. I didn't have the time to come in. Uh, love my son. It's amazing. But writing for the drum thing was a passion project. It wasn't like the meat and potatoes of my world. So I paused that. But what I've just finished that I hope by the end of the year will be out is I've wrote a book called Stronger, Stronger Drummers Play Longer. And it is uh, being reviewed for publishing. And we've got a publisher that I think is going to throw it out there into the drum world. And I'm hoping that that's kind of like my ink blotch into the world. So anything that I've got to say about that is just a full ergonomics guide and introduction to the concepts around fitness. I mean, super introductory, but just giving drummers the idea of how important healthy muscles are for that. And I mean, that's really it. I just got a big drum collection that's collecting dust right now because of the family vibe. Yeah. Well, how, how many um, words per day slash week were you putting out there to complete a book? Oh, man. I mean, I, I don't know if I could say for sure, but it was, I mean, it was for each week, it was definitely hundreds. I mean, I would, I always, I'm brutal. I mean, as you can tell, I'm long-winded and detail-oriented when it comes to certain things. So I would write like thousands of um, words when it came to one of the articles and they would chop it back down to whatever they needed to fit it on the page. But yeah. I mean, in my opinion, it's kind of my philosophy around education. And I know you share this too. You can't share too much. Yeah, share as much as you can. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, when it comes to the next the next five years, right? I know that you more than likely have a 10-year plan. So overall, where do you see Strata and where do you see the industry, um, especially exercise, the exercise industry shifting towards? Well, what do you see? You got to tell me, man. What do you see? Give me some uh, shadowing. What you does know, it look like I'd, to you? I'd, I'd love to share it with you. All right. I'll ask you the question first. Ah, oh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, so, I mean, my view on most um, like business practices is that I, I try to set up a planet. And within that planet, there's a bunch of different ecosystems that allow that planet to exist. And then if that planet's solid, it'll allow me to move on to the the next planet, so to speak. So right now, Strata, all the systems, um, the marketing that we use, like I try to make it 
part of my business practice when I talk about fitness pro mentors is we have some simple systems that are consistent. They work. Um, I mean, pre-COVID, we were in the best position possible. I'm hoping with another year of growth without another lockdown, we can get back to that point. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it is I'm hoping that I can step away from more of the day-to-day stuff, not leaving my clients, like still working in here, doing all the same thing, but delegating a bit more to some of the team members here because I got some amazing folks that are a part of this team. So that way I can focus more on educating uh, other trainers through Fitness Pro Mentors. Um, I'm really hoping I can, I shouldn't say that, I'm going to take fitness pro mentors as far as I can and help as many people as I can. And, you know, talking about just, I mean, the reason why I'm actually starting this, I've wanted to do this for a while and I've been talking to my team about business practices and, you know, they see me working with 30 hours of clients each week doing the study group. And it's been so consistent that I haven't done anything that looks like I've challenged myself. And it doesn't look like I'm employing all the same skills I talk about because I've been doing it for so long. They come naturally to me. So this fitness pro mentors is actually trying to throw myself out there to show them like, I'm going to go through all the trials and tribulations to build something else. So five years, I want fitness pro mentors to be a thing where I've got awesome people like you contributing to a backend website and just building everything people need wherever they are in their personal training continuum to move forward. And I'm I'm really excited about that. The exercise industry is a crazy question, man. I mean, I mean, I think about, I mean, dude, I have got 10 years ago having a tattoo. I was getting stared at from seniors. And nowadays people are like, Oh, like 80 year olds. Cool. Let me see that. Right. So, so much has changed (laughs) in 10 years. I hate saying this, but I'm really confident that when I've interviewed trainers to work here, so many trainers are in love with the idea of becoming an online trainer or opening a group style studio like uh, an F, I don't know what's in, in where you are, but here there's F45 and CrossFit's still pretty big and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think, I think that both of those two things seem to be the end game where trainers are supposed to go nowadays. They seem Mm. to be the most lucrative models. They seem to be the most uh, attainable, right? It's like on Instagram, if you have a sales process and you're sexy and you take good photos uh, and you've got an okay marketing message, you can build a 6K online training model. Easily, That first um, Six figure, I mean, well, maybe sure with 6K too. Um, So that's all cool. But I mean, like I said to you earlier, I think that that creates this incredible pothole for professional one-on-one training. Yeah. Because I mean, and you can speak to this too, I know. I mean, I remember meeting with you in Denver where where there was hundreds of people in a room taking a program. Mm -hmm. And I'm confident that maybe 30% of that room still working in this industry full-time, maybe less. Maybe less. And And it dwindles and dwindles and dwindles each year, which means that people who are investing their career to being exercise professionals, it's getting so small that being a high quality one-on-one consultant, it's becoming an option. Like it's becoming more and more real. It's not competitive. There's no one in my town that competes with what I do and with my guys here, because even if they've taken programs that are similar to this, it's not that we're like super smart. It's just our professionalism and everything we do is so different. It stands out. And I think that for a pro, that's the exciting side of it. The negative is that so many brilliant people are going to go the way of the online training and the group thing. But now that I've answered that question, Keith, what do you think? There are people that are committed to understanding the basics more and more and more and that understand the language part of it more and more and the ownership part of it more and more so that they can share that with people so that they understand who they need to work with, 
and they help people feel comfortable in that environment so that they can succeed. Um, and also that they can unite with other like-minded professionals so that you actually have a team rather than people that are fighting for the thing that's right rather than the thing that is necessary. And I think the, there was one person that came in today, it was like, if you have all the answers, there are problems because progress is built on the backbone of questions. It's our job as a coach or a mentor. Like we're not the hero of this journey. Like we are the mentor of this hero's journey. And the hero is the people that we are serving every step of the way with our understanding of where we fit in that journey. Where the client is coming from will shift greatly in the next five years. The client now was built upon the idea that exercise was built on the foundation of health based upon sport that was taught by parents that was taught by PE and that's marketed right now heavily by society along with our friends, which then leads to the aesthetics part where I believe there's going to be a fundamental shift of the background knowledge of where people are at of which I am so happy of getting close to finishing up a multi-part podcast on the origins of physical education in America, right? Ooh, so that we have the idea of where a lot of these first concepts came from and the divide from movement exploration and understanding how to take care of this, this organism that we call our body and our mind, right? And pacifism into sport and relinquishing control voluntarily so that you get time off on the weekends, right? You get your 40 hour work week and you feel great about it. You can have your beers on the weekend, you know, to forget and live for the weekend rather than how am I taking care of this thing called my body and my mind so that I have a life that is purposeful and meaningful. And I do things I enjoy rather than things I hate, right? Which really comes from like our parents and our teachers, instead of just moving weight and even taking data, I believe it's going to be the cornerstone of how someone takes care of their body, builds their own medical team and how to take care of their brain for the rest of their life. That's where I think exercise is going. I have to, I want to believe you a hundred percent. I think now there are so many people that are in their forties that are slowly getting a bit older that are educated consumers. They know that exercise is not how many somersaults they can do, but it really is right. It's really about how they contract, how they can perform. And I'm seeing more and more of it each time uh, when I talk to somebody new that's younger and I love it. I'm excited. And I, I can't wait for you to be correct. Well, do you, did you see and hear and experience the youth that comes in your facility and then how they either view sport or they view their own body. It's funny. I, I mean, I think back to, cause I was sports too, like hockey and football and school and stuff like that. And I think back to everything I did for those things. And there was never any talk about health, right? Health sciences, I mean, was talking about sex ed really, right? Like it was about organs and stuff like that. It really wasn't about, healthy body practices, right? It was mm -hmm. don't eat the chips, be protected when you do other things, sleep, but no one ever told me like, 
exercising has these amazing health benefits, like doing push-ups, sure, generic push-ups, but if you improve the quality of your muscles with that thing, that there's way more carryovers that come from that outside of just getting a bigger chest or being able to shove another player away from me. Yeah. And I think you nailed it. I mean, when we have young people in here, we have this, we had the 13 year old prospect hockey player and now he's off to, you know, junior pro, which is amazing. But I mean, he came in and we did some testing with him. We asked him questions like, when we do this. What do you feel? Mm-hmm. Do you like how it feels? Does it feel different from one side to the other? It does. What do you think that means for your performance? Mm-hmm. And he had never had any of those questions, whether or not his interpretation was, you know, whatever it was, it was an interpretation. It's all right. And he started, yeah, it's all exactly, right. Yeah, exactly. He started learning more about his body. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is totally different direction, but I think that that's a lot of our educational system is that there's not a lot of information on, I mean, you want to, they don't teach you how to do taxes. They don't teach you how to save money really. Right. It's all about like basic English. It's basic. I mean, it's nothing. And they do the same thing with the body. It is just very blanket coaching for sports. Like you said, but I do think that there are more egocentric views coming in. People are learning more about themselves. And I think also mind, they're learning more about their mind, more about their body. And I mm-hmm. think it's going the right direction. I think in 10 years, it'll be a very different conversation about how people, younger people, and even middle-aged folks are thinking about their bodies. The new professional is going towards is they'll have such a strong understanding of the basics of the things that help with recovery and with help with internal chemistry that also links into common language practices and that carry over into um, physical language practices that we express with exercise and challenges. That's going to be the thing that <laughs> that unifies all those fronts to empower rather than to just tell somebody what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I think that's going to be really, really cool. So everyone, if you want to learn more about my brick and mortar practice, and or if you're just a personal trainer, you're trying to learn more about kind of client-centric marketing or what I love to call reputation through education, please check out my website. The business is strataintralperformance.com. I really try to use that as an example of how you can use. And Keith, you're actually an inspiration for originally how I got into all this with your video that you and Brandon did years ago. But how do I try to use videos and client-based messaging, our champions to really tell stories about what we do. I'd love for you to check it out. And if you're a trainer, tell me what you think. If you don't like it or you'd like something, let me know. I'm here to improve. Uh, I am, by the time you listen to this, Fitness Pro Mentors will be full launch. Uh, If you want to learn a little bit more about exercise business practices, I mean, everything from creating your own customized system, communication skills, reevaluating your social business. We're going to be having a webinar very soon called Biomechanics Business Bootcamp. If you want to review all this stuff, please, Facebook group, um, fitness pro mentors find it add it let me know where you heard me heard about this from and there's a few questions in there i'd love for you to answer them and in that group every friday starting next week actually uh, next week which is the 19th i'll be doing free little uh, business education uh, conversations to just get people thinking about different things within their business ultimately if you're a personal trainer and you're listening to this podcast which you already know this because you're listening to this you can be a fantastic technician but it comes down to how you organize your business and systems that allows you to see the people that you want 
want to see. And if you don't have systems in place to make people have help people find you, integrate them into your world, have them stay in your world so you can train them, you won't have a practice. And what really sucks about that more than money is you don't get to help the people. So if you join this group and you're interested, um, I'm offering a one free coaching call to anyone that wants to chat. I'd love to hear about where you're struggling, um, see if I can offer anything. And we do have a group mentorship that'll be coming out as a part of that. And if it's a good fit for you, I'd love to tell you about it. And if not, that's cool too. I just want to help you guys out. Um, you can find me personally on Instagram where I post all my nerdy business and exercises at brandon.green.fitnesspro. And there's some other stuff. Mine's on Muscle Podcast, you know. But ultimately, I mean, if anyone's listening to this and you just want to talk more about business, and I mean, you're the F. Keith is an amazing resource. And all these episodes, there's some amazing guests that have been on here. I'm just happy to be a part of the show. Uh, and anyone wants to chat with me, I'd love to talk to you more and see if there's anything that we, I, or Keith can do to help you succeed in this career. Fantastic, man. Thank you for being on the show. It's always great catching up, man. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, man. It was really a pleasure coming at you from Canada. Maple syrup whiskey. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>